Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, eight. Right back at it on the fan. Kick, push. That's a classic beat right there. Lupe Fiasco. I remember my freshman year at JMU, uh, Lupe Fiasco came to campus and performed. It was ridiculous. And this is like before anyone really could like record on your phone and make a like good videos when people had like Motorola razors. So the video quality wasn't even worth taking. And uh, he was just like in his element, man. And he like jumped off the stage and was rapping in the crowd. And it was inspiring, man. I was like, man, I wish I could be a rapper. <laughs> Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337. A six, a six, two more sixes as we proceed. Thanks for listening. Like, I appreciate everybody that calls, everybody online, uh, at Keith McPherson, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, but not really ever checking that. Uh, you know, first name, real name, no gimmicks. My mom came up with it and I ran with it. Um, I said I was looking for some stuff in the NBA, so I didn't miss it. And the NBA has turned into fight night every night. You know what I think it is, too? It's these younger guys and this internet. I keep talking about like what we're seeing with these athletes and social media, right? Uh you don't want to get put on that summer jam screen. And if you're not about that life, like everybody's watching. So there was a scuffle that broke out tonight between the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and the Orlando Magic. And uh, I'll let you guys go look up the footage of what went down. But uh, yeah, these guys were chirping on the bench a little bit. Austin Rivers and uh, Mo Bamba and uh, yeah. I got to get the actual video. I mean, not like I can play the audio. I'm trying to get the actual video so I can watch. I'm only seeing bits and pieces of it. But, yeah, they're fighting. And for a long time, they talked about, oh, the NFL, they're fake. Uh, or the NBA, they're fake tough. They don't really fight. But these young guys are fighting because they know, you know, like look at Donovan Mitchell uh, last night, right? Donovan Mitchell, you know, spiked the ball off Dylan Brooks' head, tossed him, and like <laughs> talked about it in the post game. It's uh, going to hit social media, and these guys all know that. Back to the phones we go, and also back to the Bronx we go. Let's go to Justice in the BX. What's up, Justice? Yo, Keith, how you doing? Can you hear me? I got you. I I, I hear you coming in a little bit, a uh, little bit better now. Yes. All right. Can you hear me clearly? Right now, I'm a bouncer as well. I'm at a, I'm at a, I'm in the front door, but I, I've been calling you all night. But the phone's crazy. Yeah, I got you. You on now? All right. So check it. We spoke the first time, I think, like three months ago, and I told you about your man. And you know who I'm talking about. I said, wait for the next problem on a New Jersey net. I mean, Brooklyn net. Another <laughs> problem, man. Yeah, he can't Another help problem. himself. He's a distraction. It's always about him. It's never about the team and the organization. We were hoping, hey, there'd be no distractions. Just lock in and play the rest of the season on this contract. You're making $36.9 Is that enough? No, it's not ever enough. 
Thank you. And the other thing I wanted to say is that the, the fact is, I'm a baller. Just like how you love football, you love baseball. I'm a baller. I love the sport. You're disrespecting the sport to the fans by doing this because you have a great talent. I love the children that they love you. I love, yeah, they love your sneakers. You ain't got sneakers no more. But you're a gentleman to the game. As a baller, you respect the game. You understand what I'm saying? I do. I don't, I don't really believe that he respects the game. It's like, yeah, I can do this. No, do he, this. he, he this. thinks he's above the game, right? And you know what? That's uh, what I'm saying. Something I learned on the radio is you can't get too low. You can't get too high. You can't, you can't take in all the praise and then uh, think you're the man. You can't take in all the hate and think you suck. I think Kyrie had that performance against the Knicks recently. He made the all-star. You know, everybody's talking about how great he is, and he's like, I deserve this, and I'm going to do this, and I'll, you know, there's a, a bunch of yes-men around him, and he's forced to, uh, or requested a trade. He hasn't forced anything. And the team right now really doesn't need that. They're a fourth-place team trying to survive without KD. He's supposed exactly. to be the leader. He's supposed to be leading the way. And yeah, he's causing a I'm huge saying. distraction. How do you put him back on the floor right now, right? They play I tomorrow. Who? Exactly, Keith. That's what I'm saying. And I also want to tell you one more thing. I respect you as a black analyst and a black man doing the right thing, man. Give me a second. I'm talking to Keith from the fan. What are y'all talking about? Yeah, I respect <laughs> you, my brother. So Appreciate again, it. Happy Black Month, but I believe black everything. Black all year. Black, white, colors don't matter, man. You want to give us a month? Give us a month. It ain't nothing. But regardless of what, that man is, a, is an embarrassment to the fact of loving basketball. You're a baller and a hooper. You love the game. KD said, y'all want to leave. They said, nah. He said, all right, I'm going to go jump on the court. You know why? Because he loves to play basketball. This man has a great talent. He might be one of the 75 best. I get it. I've seen him in prison. I've seen his father. I played against his father. I get it. You guys are good? Yeah, yeah, we got it. Uh, give me a second. Yo, Keith, I respect you, my brother. Get back to yours, and I'm keep listening to you. I just want to come back to you like I told you. I did tell you. You were right. You were right. Hold it down at the club or wherever you're at. Appreciate the call, Justice. And, yeah, you know, he mentioned a few things right there. I, I go to practice in the park, which I think is one of the best, like, organic and grassroots things that the Nets do for fans that they don't do everywhere, right? You hear me talk about how the Yankees don't do a fan fest? Well, I've watched the Brooklyn Nets do practice in the park, and it went from a couple hundred people to now thousands of people showing up to the point where this year it was uncomfortable. I'm like, this space wasn't meant for all of these people to show up. And I watched these kids freak out when they see Kyrie. I watched these kids dumb out when they actually, like, lay eyes on him, and they're wearing his sneakers, and... He's signing their shoes, and he's signing his sneakers and giving them away. And I'm just like, bro, how can you be this figure and not think about the impact that you have on these young guys with all this nonsense? Right? Nike dropped you. And I'm sure you'll figure out some other way to create your next version of a sneaker, but that's Nike. Nike dropped you because they don't want the headache anymore, because you're too unpredictable. They don't know what you're going to do next. The last one was the last straw. And for the Brooklyn Nets, they'd probably be done as well, but you're under contract and you're on the roster. They need you to play, and I'm through with it. Honestly, I don't care. I can't care anymore. It's exhausting. And I don't think that the Nets are legitimately going to win anything anytime soon. So 
at least I have the Devils now. You feel me? Like, I've always been a, a basketball fan, but I'm rocking with the Devils now. I was listening to BT talk about, you know, you can't be a great hockey fan and a great basketball fan. Yeah, because they overlap. But, you know, like, this type of stuff turns people off from not just the team but the sport. And, like, Justice was saying, if you love the game, like, I loved football growing up. I loved baseball. I loved all of it. But really, football... I ended up like really loving where I put the time into it and nothing would keep me off the field. There was no feeling like scoring a touchdown. There was no feeling like winning. And Kyrie's already worked 200 million. <laughs> this guy's made more money than he's ever going to spend. And it's like, you just consistently become a distraction. And, uh, People have tried to go to bat for you. People have tried to defend you. I've tried to defend you. I've tried to support the guy because I tried to see through some of the people that always have, you know, it out for him, that always have this negative stance for him because, you know, some of the greatest are misunderstood. But, no, I think we all understand now. Like, Kyrie is just in this world of his own. And uh, at any time, he can press some kind of button and do some kind of thing. And, you know... It, it's 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 further than a pattern at this point. It's it's who he is. Let's go to Mike in East Meadow on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, Keith. Uh, you know you're the best. I really appreciate that you've came into uh, WFAN and built a home. And uh, I'm just so impressed with your insights and your professionalism and just just love what you do. So thank you for that. Thank you for um, listening. I'm, I'm glad to provide entertainment and sports conversation and share a bit of myself with you. Thank you for that. So what I want to talk about is something that is not very popular. It's going to be a real hard sell to anybody who uh, is a sports follower. But I want to talk about um, the line in any sport, football, basketball, baseball, anything. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever heard the term the, the vig or the vigorous? The vig or vigorous? Uh, no, I have not. Go ahead. Okay. What that is, is the vig is the um, the entity that is, uh, like, placing the book for sports betting and all this other stuff. Um, all they want to do is even up the money and the price that they pay people, that they, that they charge people for betting, that's their profit. So... We have this, this culture whereby um, everybody, like, you know, A and B are playing Saturday and the point spread is three points. And everybody interpolates it to be that, well, this guy's injured, that guy's injured, and this team is better, and that team is better, blah, 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 blah. The real thing driving the whole show is that the book, all they want to do is even up the money. And what I mean by that is um, – a and B. B is like, you know, a, a dog a minus three. And the money's coming in and 70-30. And what happens is that's bad for them because all they want to do is make money on the VIG, which is the percentage that they charge for people betting. So what happens? Um, it's coming in 7-30. So what do they do? They change the odds and they make it more attractive for the other side to bet money and it evens up in the long run. Instead of a 7.30 split, it becomes 50, 53, 47, or mm -hmm. whatever. But everybody 
implies and lays upon this thing of all they want to do is level the betting money, and they make turn it into this big thing about, um, well, I have inside information, and this guy's hammy is bad, and all, all this other stuff. And, and it's a falsehood. It's a total falsehood. And just the fact that somebody is, is, is as sports savvy as you are, and, and man, I, I love what you do, cannot even acknowledge the existence of the word vig or vigorous. Uh, it, it's, it's astounding. And, and, and somebody needs to, to, to be in the forefront and tell people that, um, their opinions about who's winning and losing all this stuff doesn't matter. All the sports books want to do is even the money up, and that is why the line changes. Thank you for that call, Mike. Appreciate it. And I always think that it's good to have those messages when we're talking about sports gambling. But reminder that like sports gambling was illegal. It's still illegal in some places, but it's business, and no one's making you gamble. Gamble responsibly, set your limits, and you know, I think you got to learn the hard way sometimes. And I hope that you don't. Uh, I always share my story. I learned the hard way gambling in college. I learned the hard way gambling money I didn't have, and going on an account and getting fronted some money and winning some money, and then spending more money or you know betting more money than I had, and then uh, you know a few people that I was you know gambling with in this like illegal gambling ring that I don't know. I honestly think it was tied to the mafia. Um, not even joking. Like, I learned the hard way. I had to come up with uh, more than a couple thousand dollars fast. And uh, I did. But I had to rob Peter to pay Paul. I was borrowing money for here from this person and that person. And, uh, you know, I had heard that this guy didn't come up with his money. And some guy showed up to campus and beat him up in his dorm room and not that I was shook of, of, you know, fighting or throwing hands. Like, I really wasn't. I just was trying to avoid. I played football in college, and I was actually a decent student. And I, you know, made a mistake because I had watched sports and I would heard, hey, we got a quick way to make some money, this and that. And I was, you know, gambling. I was trying to avoid getting in trouble with the law because something could have potentially broken out with the law because we were illegally gambling or, like, my coaches finding out what we were doing. And I learned the hard way just having that scare. So by the time gambling became um, became legal in New Jersey, I knew, like, I don't make bets that are larger than a certain amount. I don't deposit more than a certain amount. And uh, I think there's a lot of people out here working on it. I see commercials for the NFL, the NBA, about, like, you know, wager safely, gamble responsibly. I know all of these apps have reality checks built in and time limits in these things. And, you know, Craig does, hello, my name is Craig, and, uh, you know, I actually watched Craig's documentary on HBO Max. If you guys are looking for something to watch this weekend while you're stuck in the house, not trying to be uh, cold, um, it's called Wild Card uh, on HBO Max, and and you'll learn something about Craig Carton. I, you know, if you don't like Craig, or if you're one of those people that like, I don't know, I I, I never rock with those people that attack Craig or those people that uh, online that have things to say against Craig. You know, obviously Craig has made his mistakes, but go watch that documentary on him. It's funny because I said I was like. Um, <laughs> I was like, somebody should do a documentary on Craig. And there one, there was one already. And after I watched that, man, you know, it just, it made me just think even more of Craig and what he does. And, um, I've spent a lot of time in casinos. Casinos are open. Casinos don't tell you everything that they're doing. Um, enter at your own risk, gamble at your own risk. And it, and it's something that you got to learn on your own. And 
If people ask me, I tell you, don't bet. Don't gamble. But if you're already into it and you know how to gamble responsibly, go for it. Do your thing, and hopefully you win. I have won more money than I've lost, and that's probably not true all time. But I feel like I'm up. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Still rocking. Four and a half hours later. Did you listen to the whole show? Nah. No. Don't listen to four and a half hours of the radio. No, you listen to the whole day on WFAN. We love y'all. Appreciate it, man. For real. Keith McPherson on the fan, taking you to 12. And then Paul's randomness. I think that's this guy's handle. Paul Rosenberg coming up next. This guy's handle? <laughs> I haven't been producing for you for I like only, two years. I only Keith. did it because I saw you in there. And I didn't, I didn't know you would just jump right on the mic, but of course. Of course I do. Of course, of course you do. <laughs> nah, you know with me, I'm not the type of host to say, like, you can't talk on my show. The mic is always open for Paulie or Connor or Fleegs or any of these guys that produce my shows. I'm, I'm not as tenured as the producers here, right? I came in here after these guys have been here, so I don't big league anybody. I don't big league anybody in this building. I have respect for the janitors, the producers, the... Uh, Sales team, the host, um, I'm just happy to be a part of the family. And, uh, man, I'm looking at the NBA stuff, and I said I was going to keep an eye on the NBA stuff. And uh, (laughs) fight night. I talked about it already, but now I got to the bottom of it. I don't know what Austin Rivers was thinking, but in this game with the Magic visiting Minnesota, the Magic won, There's a play, and it's going viral now, where Austin Rivers is just, he's not even on the floor. He's the first guy down the floor. He goes directly to the Magic bench, and he must, I don't know what he thought. He must have thought it was sweet. He starts talking to Mo Bamba, and he's trash-talking him 
I guess he's thinking like Mo Obama's Mo Obama's not from Harlem. Like he's not somebody that's gonna get up and swing on you. That's exactly what happens. So I'll let you guys go figure out the rest. They get ejected. Five guys ejected from that game. The Magic end up winning 127 to 120 on the road in Minnesota. But these young boys are turning into something else in the NBA. They're ready to fight. And uh, Austin Rivers, uh, sub-zero, like, Austin Rivers, stop it, bro. You're you're too old for that, and your dad is a coach in the league, and we all look at you as a coach's son. We know you got a little bit of game, but you're not like that. You're not a tough guy. For To see him run directly to Mo Bamba and start talking trash to Mo Bamba, who's much taller, bigger than him, and like I said, who's from here, from New York, from Harlem, I think he's from Harlem. He swung on him like he's from Harlem. <laughs> Mo Bamba is from Harlem. I know he's from Harlem. He took a swing at uh, Austin Rivers. I don't know if he connected, but made Austin Rivers look stupid. Fight breaks out. Melee, scuffle, uh, Magic versus Timberwolves. Go check that out. I'm sure it'll be all over. It happened over an hour ago, so I'm sure it'll be all over SportsCenter and, and Twitter. But, yeah, out of you know me keeping my eye on the NBA, that's what I found. My guy Rob, he's a Nets fan down in Cape May, New Jersey, back on the fan with me. What's up, Rob? Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Having a good time. Ending the week strong. Good. Good to hear your show again. Um, About Kyrie, man, I am a sucker. I was all in on this team. I listened to him when he talked about how he loved Jersey, grew up with playing ball in New York. I am just heartbroken. I'm not 100% shocked because it is Kyrie, but I'm a big fan, man. I almost bought a jersey. Good thing I didn't. Yeah, I got a couple well, Kyrie I, I'm jerseys. In <laughs> I'm in shock. A few He's pair of Kyrie shoes. About this. couple He's Kyrie so shirts. It's terrible. Can you return them? Did you keep three seats like Salah? No, but I'll tell you what. I haven't put them on. I haven't put them on this whole season. Uh, what I just keep thinking about with Kyrie is, you know, I know we don't know all the information, but there's a, a saying, it's a phrase. It's, a, you know, you judge a man's character when things do not go his way. And uh, what I feel like is the contract negotiations haven't gone his way. He hasn't got that max contract from his own doing. But he's lashing out at the organization and he's hurting the team because he hasn't got his big payday that he feels like he deserves for his on-court performance. But that's not the only thing in the job. You don't just play basketball and then disappear, Kyrie. You're a public figure, a global figure, a global icon and legend in the game of basketball. And you influence a lot of things and a lot of people. And it's unfortunate that you consistently become a distraction. This is a bad one, Keith, as a Nets fan. Yeah, and it, as you know, I've been a Nets fan forever. I've been waiting and waiting, and I really thought this was it. A- sucks, bro. The Nets fans can't have anything. We can't have anything nice. As soon as we like, you know, we had a twelve-game win streak. KD goes down. Then Kyrie starts to pick up the slack as the leader. Kyrie starts to like lead the team and 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 be what we wanted him to be. And we're actually talking about yeah, this version of Kyrie. If he keeps doing this, that helps him get the extension. If if KD comes back and they make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, he's more inclined to getting an extension, but I don't think they. I don't think they, there's any way they extend him now. It's just like, come on, bro. Yeah, you couldn't have just. Yeah. All right, I understand the extensions aren't aren't going your way. The talks aren't going your way. But keep business private. Keep that behind the scenes. Keep handling your business. You're under contract. You're an employee. You don't own anything. Yeah, 
It's only half a year he couldn't make it through. Couldn't well, make half, half, half a year? Couldn't years. make it through half a year? He already got suspended this year. <laughs> he couldn't make it through just the first month of the season. And then he's come back for the last two, three months. He couldn't He couldn't make it three months since he's been back. It's it's miraculous. But you know what it is? Hey, fool me once, fool me twice, three, four times, right? You know, when people show you who they are, believe them. And I can't keep going back against, oh, it's this or it's that or, oh, it's, oh. it's him. The end. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for his game is so um, elite. Yeah, but that doesn't but, uh, make, you know, and and, and that's all of us, right, bro? We watch him, and we're mystified by how he can create shots, how he can score at every level. He can pass the ball. He can shoot the three. He can hit the mid-range. He can lay up with the best of them. His layup package at the rim, he doesn't, doesn't miss those. He can dribble the best on the floor. He's the smallest guy on the floor, but that doesn't matter. He knows how to go one-on-one against the biggest guy and score. But you know what? That doesn't make you bigger than the organization and bigger than the team. It's a team sport. It really is. It's like he's playing street ball and everybody else is playing regular ball. But um, I can't, I can't think about that anymore. So with the Yankees, it's like there's this feeling of desperation kind of choking in the playoffs against the Astros. Um, it's like they panic when they started the young kid for the one inning, took him out. Um, they changed the lineup. They take, they move judge around the lineup. It's almost like they put too much pressure on the players from up top and they're getting, they're getting the players nervous. They're, they're making these um, odd moves that that's the only thing I think is wrong with the Yanks. And if they straighten that out, I think they could go all the way. Yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit different of a season with uh, some of the things. There's, You know what? There's a lot of times watching the Yankees. Thanks for the call, Rob. There's a lot of times watching the Yankees. And, of course, the Yankees have the biggest fan base. So that means they have the most managers out there. Every Yankees fan, fan thinks they can manage the team. But there's a lot of time watching the Yankees where they do dumb things, where they do things where, like, why? Why are you doing that? Like, I've spoken on it on air a hundred times. Like, why are you pinch hitting Joey Gallo right here? Are you trying to win the game? Or are you trying to build up this guy's confidence that won't even be here? Why are you pinching? You're, you're pitching Clark Schmidt? Why are you going to Clark right now? We're in this game. Clark, are, are we looking at the same guy? Clark Schmidt that spent most of the season pitching in double A, triple A rather? I think we'll see less of, of those stupid moves, right? And I think a lot of those moves I've talked about, Boone defaults into them because they're scripted. Because the analytics nerds and the Yankee brass and the front office and Cashman and Fishman and whoever, I don't know. I'm not in the meetings. They don't They don't let me in the meetings. I wish they would. I'd be like, ah, maybe we don't do that. <laughs> I think with Brian Sabian and Omar Minaya, maybe they simplify some things. And I think there's enough talent on this team that if they stay healthy – like the obvious things happen, right? They're not going to Raldis Chapman this year. We're not going to have to go through that. Um, you know, if Josh Donaldson sucks, he's out. Sit him. Or, or like, there's no reason. To, like, if if IKF has the yips, we don't go through that. Put somebody else there. It's it's that simple. If guys aren't making plays like Aaron Hicks, not making the play, not getting the ball in, costing us runs, you're done. It, it's simple. And I think with other voices, like Sabian, like Manaya, maybe maybe we'll see some of that this year as far as the plan that they put together going into each game. They have hitting meetings, they have pitching meetings, and I'm sure they have meetings with Boone about situational 
points in the game about what they would do here and what they're going to do there. And I think we'll see a little bit different strategy. And I trust Boone. I have no choice. Um, But like I said, a hundred times, I feel like Boone defaults into like he's in a maze and he turns left and there's a, an an option to go straight or left. And it's like, uh, you, it looks better to go straight, but you're going to go left because the piece of paper tells you if you go left and then you end up in a dead end where it's like, ah, you put it, could have just went straight. Like it's right there in front of you. And I, and I hope that we watch the games this year with the rule changes and the pitch clock and this new schedule and what they're trying to do to baseball. And I hope it benefits the Yankees. And we're not scratching our head about, like, that was dumb. Why did you pinch hit this guy right there? That was dumb. Why didn't you try and move the runner over? That was dumb. Why are you pulling him out of the bullpen? This guy was ready. Like, I think I think we might see a little bit different strategy. I do not think that Boone makes all decisions on his own. I think he's given a bucket of decisions. All right. Uh, who we got on the line? No Yankees fans on the line. That's fine. We'll have plenty of time to talk about those New York Yanks. Dino is down in Maryland. What's up, Dino? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Um, I want a couple things. Um, I can't believe Kyrie. I mean, it happened in um, Cleveland after he um, won the championship with LeBron. It happened in Boston. This year, you know, with KD out, he figured, okay, Kyrie's doing what he's got to do. Obviously, he, he owns, they own the Knicks as far as you know, head-to-head goes. But yep. now this it's crazy and on that point. It's nuts, man. And I just, like, I feel bad for fellow Nets fans. I feel bad for people that believe in Kyrie, that, like, he's their favorite player and they want to think good of him. It's like, nope, he always defaults into being like he's better than everyone else and, and the act is tired. Fair point. And then when I lived in New York, when when Knicks and Rangers weren't on the same night, I would have, like, one game on MSG for the Rangers game, let's say, on a Monday, then Tuesday would be the Knicks. And then if it's, like, a West Coast game, then it's, like, a back-to-back. And then down here in Maryland, um, the last couple of years, I had the Rangers on with the, when I cable, but then I had the NHL app now. But now this year with the Knicks now – well, competing now, I now have the NBA app, and so now I start watching the Knicks games, and then same thing again. Like when I'm on the same night, I flip flop as far as the NHL and the NBA goes, and I actually did watch the skills skill competitions. I I do like the um speed skating, the slap shot, and the four targets as far as seeing that as far as the net goes. And then I agree with you as far as MLB with the All Star game out of all of them. Um, thank you, Keith. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, Dino. My guy, Mick in Rocky Point. Mick, you're up late. What's going on on a Friday night? I'm dying here, man. I'm dying. I'm half, uh, I'm half in the bag, too. So. <laughs> but, but I wanted to get you, since, since we're honoring uh, African American Month, yeah. I thought it would only be right. I figured it would be a good time to congratulate you on your second year here, my friend. Thanks. I'm, uh... Second out of 100, I hope. On a hundred, I'm not gonna live that long. You got to, because I'm gonna be one fifty. So you got to catch up. One fifty? You gonna start going backwards? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. You're gonna take some years off. You're gonna start counting backwards on your on your time. But, uh, but I want to congratulate you on that. Do you realize that there was a time in our life, fifty five, sixty years ago? We couldn't eat in the same restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I know I know way too much. And uh, through going to school and my own independent research, I know a lot of nasty things, terrible, despicable things about what was. I'm thankful that 
I didn't have to go through that. So I don't, you know, look at it as, you know, too hard for me to, you know, share my message and put out uh, my little things about black history and share my black experience because it was a lot harder for people who came before me. Can you believe that uh, Willie Mays wouldn't have been able to eat with me in a restaurant? Yeah. Wouldn't that have been something? Yeah, I watched um, the Say Hey Kid on HBO Max and Willie, and it, it pissed me off. He couldn't buy the house he wanted. He's richer than yep. everybody. He's the yeah, best athlete. He's on TV. They want him on TV, but they won't let the guy move into the neighborhood. He goes out to San Francisco. They're looking yep. down on him because, you know, Joe DiMaggio's the man out there. But that's Willie Mays, bro. Like, what is going on? Yep. Like, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. And then Jackie Robinson looked at him like, hey, you should be doing more. But I don't think any black person should ever look at another black person and think that they have to do more. Everybody no. does their own in their own way. And uh, everybody should do something. But, you know, everybody's fight is different. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's experience is different. I, I love Willie Mays. And let me tell you, do you got a couple minutes? <laughs> Literally a couple, yeah. Go for okay. it. Okay, I'll, I'll do it fast. But it's the kids, it's the adults that teach this. Because when I first moved to L.A., I lived across the street from the Coliseum, and we lived in one of these ratty hotels where the bed came out of the wall. You know, and you put it back in the wall, yeah. got up. Anyway, when I went to school, my mom took me to school, and the principal said to her there could be a problem, that I would be the only Caucasian kid in the class. And my mom said, oh, no, he gets along, you know, he's blah, blah. I didn't know. I'm seven years old. I didn't know what a Caucasian was. I thought I was a genius or something. You know, the way my mom was pumping me up, mm -hmm. you know, saying, no, he'll be fine. Do you know that we all got along? There was no color difference. Of course, uh, you're not born racist, kids, you're not born prejudiced, kids no, are pure. You, you're taught that, you're taught that. And when I went over, I, I, I got a friend, obviously, and when I went over to the house to eat, the parents were like totally surprised, you know, that I guess I was white. I was young, I didn't get what they were doing when they were looking at each other like, what, what the hell is this, you know, what's he doing here? Because, you know, but it isn't the kids. The kids are raised. It's the adults that teach. Yeah. It's, hate is passed down. It's taught in the house, and then they bring it outside, and it's unfortunate. You know, I started feeling racism young. I grew up in a predominantly white town, and I had some bad experiences that I just didn't understand young, you know, and thank God for my mom and her being there for me and teaching me right from wrong and her telling me not to, you know, kick that back, not to have hate in my heart, not to give it back, but to rise above it, to be better and to know that it's going to be tough and to know that, you know, it's just set up like that, Keith. You got to overcome it. You got to do better. You got to do more and you can win. And it was harder for people before, but, you know, you can burn your own trail. You can blaze your own trail. You can make your own way. But, yeah, I, I had to go through uh, a lot of random racism and things in and, and just my own town, man. Trust me. Uh, I don't like talking about it, but it's reality. And I know a lot of people have dealt with worse. And uh, I'm just proud of you, man. I'm really proud of you. Uh, you talk well. You got a good education. You know. You need that. You know. If I didn't have that, then like I don't get on WFAN. That was something my mom told me right away. My mom didn't get a college education. My mom made me speak and pronounce my words. You know, and it's it's messed up in the black community. Uh, growing up, if you speak too well, you speak white. Yeah. White is a color. You know, I said the other night, Black History Month, we're not celebrating the darkest color. We're celebrating black individuals in this country that have helped build this country and that have been successful, even though 
everything was set up for them to fail. And yeah, uh, it's it's reality. It's a harsh reality. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation for a ton of people, but I've been having this conversation my entire life, so it's, yeah, it's not that hard for me. And the thing with this is your mom also told you you had to be better than good. Yeah, yeah, you know, good is not going to cut it, no, Keith. No, Not if you want to be, you know, not if you want to be the man, not if you want to be what you want to be, all these dreams you have as a little boy. Well, they're not going to let you do much without an education. You got to go to college. You got to graduate. You got to learn their books and how and what they see fit for you to be anything or they can hold it against you. And uh, you got to escape the law. You got to move carefully because they're going to throw the book at you. They're going to put charges on you in hopes that you fail and that you don't get a job. And uh, yeah, I went through all of that and, and overcame it and succeeded. And I'm still working and I'm still going. and I'll never stop. Uh, you made it, man. You made it. Nah, and not yet. It's better now, but uh, there's still a long ways to go. But it's a lot better. It's a lot, lot better than it was 50 years ago. But there's still, you know, room to go, as you know, as being one. Yeah, I do know. And I talked about how they're, you know, they're teaching. Uh, they're they're trying to take some of the things they're teaching away from schools, right? They want to teach you all about slavery. Well, teach these kids about how black people were slaves. And fast forward all these years, they became great, right? They went through that and became presidents and became officials and became superstars in this country and helped build this com this country it's like you know with all that negativity still found positive ways to overcome and succeed and still are and you know i hope there's young kids that listen to me and feel like hey i could be on wfan one day i could be on the radio one day or something bigger something better yes exactly and black black people built this country they built the railroads yeah. and that it was the black people that did this that has to be taught Absolutely. Not not that we were lesser than, not that we, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I, that always bothered me in school, because I'm like, I ain't no slave. <laughs> you know, I'm not lesser than you. Um, I'm faster than you. I'm smarter than you. Like, you can't whoop me. Like, what's up with it? <laughs> well, the whole, the whole thing's ridiculous, because let's put it this way. Willie Mays would not have been able to go have dinner with me. We're talking about Willie Mays. I know, and right. Willie Mays was the best. Like yeah. I was telling you, I watched that. I watched that movie recently on HBO Max, and it made me mad. I'm like, Willie Mays is the best baseball player, but when Ever. he steps off that diamond, they're they're dis they're disrespecting this man, discriminating him, like because you're black, you just get minimized, you just get mistreated, and that's unfair and it's not right. But you know, we're working on it, and 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 black people are are getting a little more of a fair shake every year. And like I said, changes is constant, and, and things are evolving, and uh, I, I think we're getting to a better place, and, and I hope that one day there is more equality, and, and this stuff sounds crazy when you talk about it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the call, Mick, and, I, and anyway. I, I always appreciate you as, like, a historian and, you know, uh, painting the picture of back uh, when, when you were young and, you know, connecting with me, a, a, a young guy less than half your age, and... I know there are old people listening and young people listening, and, and I, I hope we're connecting. I hope we're, we're you know, really hitting a, a place in people's heart where they understand, you know, a young black man and an older white man in this country on the greatest station uh, for sports in this country in New York City. We could have a conversation like this for all to hear. Absolutely, and I love you, Keith. I mean, I really, really do. You're a good man. So, uh, would love to meet you one day, Mick. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Got to break it down. My show is almost over. I'm not even going to put the number out there, but I appreciate everybody. I love everybody. I don't have any hate in my heart for anybody. I want to see 
everybody win. Let's take this break, and I'll come back and close the show. KM to AM, yeah. It's about to be AM, so, like, I'm packed up. I have to leave, folks. I have to go home. Back to Jersey and through the Holland Tunnel for the last time for a while because they're going to close the uh, Jersey-bound Holland Tunnel after this week. So (laughs) when I'm doing my shows moving forward, I'm going to have to drive up to the Lincoln Tunnel and then through Weehawken, Hoboken, and then the Jersey City and whatever it is, what it is. (sighs) Ah. I'm, like, not looking forward to it. It's going to add, like, an extra, like, 30, 40 minutes to my ride home, I think. Um, It is what it is. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever moving into New York City. Um, Jersey cat, man. I just have to figure out uh, an alternative. I'm not ever taking a train, and especially, like, tonight, right? Like, you know, I think about taking the PATH train, but, like, if I took the train right now, I'd have to walk to the PATH station and then wait on the train. It's freezing. Like, it's below freezing. It's windy as hell. And then, like, the train goes to Hoboken for no reason. Well, the reason is because people live in Hoboken. But it's like, you know, usually it runs before 12 or whatever where, you know, it would be one stop to get to Jersey City. Um, it's, like, out of the way. It's, it's such a extra thing. But whatever. They're still working on the tunnel, uh, repairing uh, the tunnel from Hurricane Sandy, which was almost a decade ago. Anyway, let me take my last calls. Mark is in Trumbull, Connecticut, on the fan. Go for it, Mark. Keith, what's going on, man? Wrapping things up, bro, you know. I just got to say, I'm a big fan ever since uh, John Boy. I've been following you. I follow you on everything. Appreciate that, man. I mean, I know I'm, like, relatively unknown, but, like, you know, I know some people saw me contributing to the John Boy media machine. I was doing a lot behind the scenes there, but uh, glad that I was able to uh, get get on the fan and leave there. You uh, you definitely did the right thing because you um, first of all, they should be having you in a penthouse on the fan. They should have you in a penthouse in New York. Nah. <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be taking the train. Gotta gotta put um, in time, man. And radio, I know, is something you gotta put in years. You do, but you're great. Um, I just want to make a point. Um, I got a Willie Mays jersey signed in my barbershop um, in Stratford, Connecticut. But uh, the last caller mentioned him, but it's the best piece of memorabilia I got hanging up. Say hey, kid. Like more, the more people learn about Willie Mays, the better. Uh, I don't have that much time. Sorry, Mark. Thank Thank you. You know, for Black History Month, go look up some Willie Mays stuff. And if you're looking for something to watch, go watch that uh, HBO Max special on Willie Mays. It might piss you off because if you love Willie Mays like me and uh, you respect Willie Mays and you see how they were treating one of the greatest, it, it just burn you up inside. That's okay. That's all right. Paul is coming up next. Call him up and keep it rocking. I'll see you guys Monday. I'm out. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.